So welcome to the Car Dealer Pro podcast. This is our first topic and I thought I'd start with seven ways to buy decent stock. It's, it's the one question I get asked all the time from other dealers and from customers. I think dealers ask it because, and, and I ask other dealers it as well, because we're all thinking there must be another way to get stock cheaper than going to the auction or using an online auction. Uh, customers probably ask it because a family friend or a mate down the pub has said to them, oh, you don't want to buy a car that comes from the auction. It's just where all the main dealers put their rubbish part exchanges. But what most customers don't realise is the auction is the exact place where the big franchises, the car supermarkets, get a lot, if not all, of their like prime stock. But for me, there's no magic formula, and it all boils down for me, these seven basic ways to source stock. Number one is putting ads in the local magazines and leaflet drops. Now, this has been really good for me over the years. And I find that the free magazines that posted through homeowners doors, uh, you know, they're magazines with loads of adverts in. And then you've got a little bit of spiel, what's going on in the community and whatnot. They work really good for me, especially in targeted areas. I'm sure you know the ones where there's lots of retired people and bungalows. Now, it can be a slow process, and sometimes I can go a couple of months without an inquiry, but then all of a sudden, I'll get maybe two or three in a week. So, as well, because I'm using these targeted areas, I generally find the quality of cars are really good. We get a lot of low mileage with good service history and uh, over the course of the year the return on investment is definitely worth it now last year we spent about i think we spent about four thousand pounds on this and we had i think we had nearly 20 cars so it was well worth the return on investment number two is word of mouth tell anybody and everybody you're a car dealer Always have a business card on you. On the back of the card, I always make sure it says, we buy cars for cash. Now, this method is going to take time, especially if you're just starting out, but it's a little bit like compound interest. After a few years, once people get to know you, as Joe Blogs the car dealer, you'll be getting lots of calls and messages from mechanics, your body shop, family, friends, old customers, all asking the same question. Are you buying at the moment? I've got a friend who wants to get rid of his car, etc. What can you offer us? So if somebody's given me a lead, like my mechanic, I'll always give them some money for helping me get that deal, depending on the margin. For example, the other week, my upholsterer, he gave me a lead for two cars. It was a uh, theatre bath and a jag, and I gave him £200. And he said that I was the first car trader to actually give him any money in 20 years of being in the trade. Now, who do you think he's going to call next time a decent car comes his way? So always give some form of gratitude to your source. Don't be greedy, even if you haven't got any money. Just get him, a, get him a crate of beer, something like that. Because word of mouth is an amazing way to get deals done. Think about it. If you're looking for a plumber or a tradesman 
who would you rather get in? Someone who's been recommended to you by a friend or family, or would you rather be trolling the internet? Number three, part exchanges. Probably the easiest way to get decent stock into your inventory and on the forecourt quick and easy. So as long as you're selling good quality cars in the first place, and don't get me wrong, you're still going to have to kiss a lot of frogs until a swan comes along. So that's why I like to have most cars in stock with less than 60,000 miles. Although there's no rhyme or reason in order to get a decent part exchange. Sometimes you're just lucky, but most customers are going to be buying a car with less miles than the car that they want to trade in. So if they're buying a car with 20,000 miles on the clock and full service history, there's a decent chance that their trading is going to have maybe 60, 70,000 miles on the clock and hopefully full service history. It's like that old saying, like attracts like, but it's just what suits you. I do know traders that do really well with high mileage cars, but for me, if I get a car, if I have a car with 120,000 miles on the clock, I'm going to get a part exchange with 140, 150, maybe 200,000 miles on the clock. And then that hasn't got a lot of value to me. So for me, the low mileage stuff worked better. Another reason part exchanges are a great way to get the best deals is there's no buyer's fees. No delivery fees, no time wasted at the auction, driving up and down the M1 and you get a decent amount of time to appraise the car. And generally, most people are honest about their car. There's an old saying, buyers are liars and every now and again, one does slip through the net. But you need to put your faith in people, otherwise you wouldn't buy anything. Sometimes a car will come in part exchange that is not my normal cup of tea, but you have to come out of your comfort zone and take a chance. For example, a few years ago, this chap came with a Ford Mondeo ST and had 190,000 miles on the clock and it had had 17 owners. So in my head, I thought, it's just scrap. So I offered him, I think it was two, £300 for it. But before I went to take it to the scrapyard, I thought, right, I'll give it a go on auto trade for a week, just see what happens. Two days later... I had loads of phone calls and a customer drove 200 miles and paid 1200 And the margin in that car for, what, a two £300 outlay, brilliant return on investment. So, moral of the story, don't think you know everything. And there's plenty of ugly ducklings out there that can be turned into swans. Number four, auction. My least favourite place to buy a car. Too many people in one place, all wanting the same thing. Decent cars at decent prices, and it very rarely works out that way, especially if you're a small operator. Depending on what auction you're at, you can be up against it, especially if you're at a large place like BCA or Mannheim, especially if you're at BCA on a Wednesday in Derby. It's all premium quality, UK, CGR, whatever you call it, We buying a car, premium quality stuff that's all grade one, grade two, out of the box, wash and go straight on the pitch. But all the car supermarket buyers are there and it's not their money. 
It's not their business. They've just got a number of cars that they need to buy every week and stick on the forecourt. It's a bit like Aldi. They're working on small margins with high turnover. Low mileage, grade one cars are normally out of reach for the small independents, especially if, you know, everything's perfect on it. It's grade one, so bodywork spot on, full history. Anything like that is going to go way over book. If I do buy something like that, or like a car supermarket car, for example, a Fiat 500 or a Ford Fiesta on a late plate, I always seem to have in stock forever. There's hundreds, if not thousands, on Autotrader, and normally I've paid far too much for it in the auction and got carried away. For some people, the smaller auction houses are great places to source stock. Lower buyer fees, no supermarket buyers, but not as much choice. There's lots of formulas and methods you can use at the auction when buying. For example, I know a fellow who just buys Range Rovers, they've got problems with them. He loves it when the dashboard is lit up like a Christmas tree because he knows how to fix them at a really good rate. I know people that just buy grade 5 cars that are bad on the bodywork because they can do the smart repairs themselves or some people do right well with high mileage stuff. Stick into one make. Cars of a certain age. There's loads and loads of different ways to to find your formula. Now, for me, my formula is I try not to go to the auction, mainly because it takes too much time out of my day. I buy online and I buy from places that are within 60 miles so the delivery isn't too expensive. Another thing that I don't want to be doing is driving up and down the M1 collecting cars even if you think oh it's only an hour away that hour turns into three hours because it's an hour there you're collecting it from the auction house you've got to pay for it you've got to get the keys sod's law your car is 10 deep then somebody's got to dig it out and it's just an absolute ball ache so you've left it half nine ten and then you're not back till one you've had phone calls from customers you've missed customers so for me I try my very best to get it delivered. I only buy cars with less than 60,000 miles, grade two to grade four, mainly automatics. Why? Because it's what we've sold for the last two or three years. It's what we specialize in and it's what suits me selling. And also, I don't like giving myself analysis paralysis. Going through hundreds of cars every day online drives me insane. So I want to narrow the process down, be a master of one narrow focus. So for me, it's automatics. Now, I have to accept the auction cars are not going to have as much profit in them as buying privately or a part exchange. The fees can normally go up to around £400, but I need 40 cars on display at all time to create opportunity. It's a little bit like fishing. Not that I go fishing much, but I need all them cars on display as bait in order to catch the big fish, the decent part exchanges, the finance commissions. A few years ago, I would be at an auction two or three days a week and not buy anything unless it had a big margin in it. And if I was lucky, I would only come away with one car. A headache from all the fumes in the uh, hall, stressed from driving up and down the M1, stuck in traffic... And then I wouldn't have enough cars on the forecourt to keep the machine turning. So that one car with £1,500 gross profit and all that wasted time 
spent in the auction hall, I would have been better off sat in the office buying three cars online with just a £1,000 gross profit. I'd have a better chance of seeing a customer doing a sale and buying at the same time. The BCA app is excellent for this. You get a notification when your lot is 10 cars away and the bidding on the app is really easy. You can see all the pictures of the cars. You've got the AA reports and it's just so easy. Now, this is what works for me and I try not to be a busy fool. I just want to have a good business that runs like clockwork and get home and have a nice life. Ideally, I'd love to not use the auction, but it's something I need to keep the shelves stacked. You need to be patient. You need to find your niche and find your own little way to make it work for you. Number five, sale or return. Now, the way I look at sale or return is a little bit like an estate agent that has a lettings department. So if a customer wants to rent their property, the estate agent markets it online, does all the normal checks, gets in a tenant and then charges a fee for doing this. That's exactly what I do for some customers. For example, if I haven't got enough money in the business account to actually buy a car that's been offered to me, I'll offer it as a sale or return option. Now, logistics are really good for their stationery and you can buy a sale or return invoice pad from them. I think it's about £15-20 and I'd get the customer to fill that all out, agree to what we're doing. Now, say that the car is worth £15,000 retail, but it's only worth £12,000 trading. As long as the customer's in no no major rush to sell, I'll market that car for £14,000 and hopefully get a quick sale. The customer will get £13,000 more than he was hoping for, and then I'll get £1,000 plus if there's any finance commissions. In the beginning, this was a great way to get started, but ideally, I always prefer to have my own stock with better margin and selling other people's cars can become a bit tricky as well. So it just depends on the person you're selling for. Another way to use a sale or return is for other motor traders. I have one semi-retired trader who still loves the buying process but hates the sale side. I have a number of his cars on site and I'll charge a flat rate for every car when it sells. Now this has worked really good for me over the last three years and it's helped build my pot without having to use my own money. To find someone like this, I'd recommend spending as much time as possible networking with other traders, garages, online forums, body shops. It's exactly like word of mouth. It takes time, but once people get to know you and trust you, these opportunities always seem to pop up. Number six, local papers, auto trader, Facebook, Gumtree and eBay. So in the beginning, when I had more time on my hands and less cash to buy stock, this was the number one way to get cars at a reasonable price. I bought my first three cars this way and they're still fresh in my mind. The, the first one was a 2003 Vectra from a local chap advertised on Gumtree for £600. When you ring people, just be nice to them, be polite to them. Me, personally, I'll tell them that I'm a car trader and be honest. Most people don't care. They just want to get rid of it. They just want the money. So always be nice as well. 
So yeah, I bought my first three cars this way and they're still fresh in my mind. The first one was a 2003 Vectra from a local chap who'd advertised it on Gumtree for £600. And I always remember ringing him up and and I remember saying, oh, I'm, a, I'm a car trader and, uh, you know, we're in the market for, for some more stock. You know, it's like £600. It's still a lot of money, but... You know, I'm trying to come off as professional as possible. And the one thing that even in the beginning, what I've always tried to be is nice to people and ask people nice, polite questions. Because the one thing that can get on your nerves in this industry is rude people. And you do get it every week, if not every day. You know, you get some people ring up, first three questions. You've had the car long. Has it been an accident? Any discount for cash, anything like that, first three questions, I just feel like telling them to sod off. So always be nice. Don't go in for the kill straight away. Just loosen the, the, the customer up and they'll tell you. If you just get them talking, they will tell you all about the car. And exactly with this customer, I got talking to him. He needed the money because his son's university accommodation rent was coming up soon. So I offered him 500 he snapped my hand off, it had a long MOT on it. Next day, I put it on Auto Trader and sold it the day after for 800 Yeah, it was £800. Now, bearing in mind this was my first car, that first £300 profit felt like £3,000 and I could not wait to buy another. So the next was a local paper and it was a 2008 Hyundai Getz. No picture, just a description, but I had 16,000 miles on the clock and it was advertised for 1,700. Now, when I got there, I asked the chap who just advertised it, uh, I said, oh, it's them. I didn't say if you had it long. I said, oh, have you just advertised it? Because I've just seen it. And instantly he said, oh, it's been, I've had it in the paper for two weeks and I haven't had a call. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it. Well, he hadn't, there was no picture, it was just a description, so no wonder he hadn't sold it. Anyhow, I offered him 1500 he snapped my hand off. I put it on auto trade for £2,300, and it sold within the week. £800 I made. Honestly, I thought I'd hit the lottery. I thought, this is easy. Obviously, it's not. And plenty more downs after that. So, yeah, in the beginning... It's a really great place to get cars. You need to be quick. Have lots of time on your hands, driving all over the place for the cheaper stuff. Everyone else seems to be doing it as well. So you have you have got to be quick. It's also another great place for prestige cars, not just cheap cars. Bigger margin margins across the expensive stuff. And uh, yeah, I do know a dealer who just buys prestige cars this way. It will not go to an auction. It will just go to someone's house find the cars on Auto Trader, and then when he gets there, he'll always try and get a discount. But, you know, when you have got the money ready, customers will take a discount. So get your searches saved, have the right focus and mindset, and you can definitely make money this way. Number seven, Facebook groups, online forums. Now, this is the least amount of cars that I've bought this way, but... With the trade changing so quickly, and if I put more time and effort in, this could work really well. Especially the trade-to-trade -trade, uh, Facebook groups that I've come across. 
you need to be a fully fledged dealer, have trade insurance, all that sort of thing. But once you build your reputation, other traders will come to trust you and your descriptions of cars if you want to get rid of stuff and uh, helping you move them on quicker. Especially for lots of car dealers that are using stocking loans. It's a great way to get rid of overage stock. We use stocking loans and sometimes I can have a quality car that just sticks and won't sell. Sometimes what doesn't work well in your area might work great in others. Last year, I had this really nice uh, Volvo V40, low mileage, full history, but I had it in stock for five months. And then using this method, uh, another trader got in touch with us. We sorely deals with um, Volvos. We traded it onto him, just got our money back. And he sold it really quick. And then I got my money and put that into something else. It kept the wheels turning. So yeah, forums are really good places and Facebook trade to trade, because again, once you build your reputation up, people are going to trust you. Another reason forums are really good, because every now and again, somebody could be talking about a car, a topic, and someone might mention that they've had a car forever in stock, and they can't get rid of it. And if you're reputable and friendly in that forum, there's no harm in you inboxing that trader to see if they want to trade it on. I've done this a couple of times and that works really well. So there's my top seven ways to get cars into your stock book.